That's a remix. That's a remix. I'm, I'm working it's on a it. Remix. I'm working on it. Uh, welcome, everybody. Who am I with here? Is this, is this Megan? This is Megan. <laughs> so happy to be here for a podcast. We're streaming live on Facebook right now. Yeah. Podcast will be available later on our website, thealternativedaily.com, and on iTunes and I, SoundCloud. iTunes and SoundCloud. And YouTube now. YouTube. Here we are. We're basically here. everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so I don't and, know where to look for. I don't know. Stephen's got so many things <laughs> right here. Stephen, what episode is this? This is 34. 34. 34. That's Charles Barkley's basketball number. Really? Yeah. What do you think about starting a, a sports section for the Alternative Daily? 100%. Cool. 100%. I think people will love it. Hey, we're doing news and politics now, too, which we did an article yesterday, which got about 26 comments as of today and they were all uh, anti our article people who did not agree with us but and when you get comments like that are you publishing them so that other people can yes, see them yes absolutely and we can get, we'll get into that later because of the topic of this and i want you to hold that question um but yes i am um because i'm not about censorship i'm about letting everybody view uh, uh get their get their message across and it's true within most media and most um any type of you know i don't want to say any type of business but for most media Really, any press is good press. Of course. And I personally, sometimes I do take it personally, but you just gotta, you know, just pick up the guitar and start shooting a podcast when you're feeling down. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? You gotta be like a duck and let it roll off your back. Roll off your back. So, Megan, how are you doing? I'm well, doing very well. Back up here. Thank you. Happy to be back. I'm very relaxed and refreshed from our. Are you ready to retreat? move up here full time? <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, I grew up. Just, it's so funny growing up just a half hour south of here. I guess I never. You never came, came up, here? up to these beaches you or grew anything. Up in Boca. I grew up in Boca Raton. And but you never came up here to no. Juno and Jupiter. No, I never I used to be would so have. Afraid to say Juno and Jupiter on here because I you were afraid you're going to get stalkers. I'm afraid I was going to get stalkers. <laughs> Um, I would welcome the stalkers. Well, you kind of have one now. <laughs> I do. My mom already texted me about me. Yeah. So you're on Instagram because you, you do, you're on TV. I'm on and internet and, internet. and Facebook live yeah. and YouTube. Yeah. I got a, um, um, a direct message on Instagram today from somebody I don't know. And it was an inappropriate photo. What was it? Will you tell us? It was a, an Instagram direct message of a dick. Oh, you can say penis. Can I? Okay, say I didn't penis. know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you dropped an F bomb. You was, started it. I, I thought you really were gonna say. And penis. it was really, it was quite shocking. I mean, it's kind of funny, yes, of course, but when you think about it more, it's the equivalent of somebody doing that in public, yeah, right? And it's super inappropriate. And so I. What, what, was con- your, what was your first feeling? Were you were you really like just like oh my god? I couldn't even or believe it. Laugh? Honestly, I, I was like more incredulous. Like I couldn't even believe that somebody would send something like that to me, and then. The next thing I thought was, of course, so I told my boyfriend, obviously, I was like, you're not going to believe this. Look what I just got on Instagram. And I reported it. And then we were talking about it for a few minutes because it's terrible. And people really do hide behind their social media accounts, their internet, you know, going back to comments that you probably read on your own website. People can be very, very nasty. And it's crazy because this person, I couldn't see their account but because they had a private account, of course, but they have followers and they have posts. And so it's not like a spam account. Do you think think their account got hacked or it was just, I have no idea. I reported it. So I have, I have, and then I blocked them. Was it the full, full on? It was full on. Full on. So not even just like through the underwear. Oh no, 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 (laughs) no, it was, it was full on. It was there. So if you want to start a business online, don't do that. Uh, well, don't do that. But this stuff happens. Well, so that's what I was thinking is, you know, I follow a lot I've of... I've gotten death threats before and it's... Well, I follow a lot of what I like.
like on Instagram, what I like to follow is a lot of fitness professionals and a lot of, you know, different people in the health and wellness world. And I thought about the fact that I don't, I might just be a random person that they found and maybe they like my photos and they just want to be disgusting. But thinking about a lot of the women out there, models that are on Instagram yeah. they, or celebrities, they must get hundreds of these. Oh, I know. Yeah, and yeah. so it's terrible to think but about something really like that. See, it's not, it's not pretty. So then that was the other part of, that was the other part of the conversation is guys, girls don't want to see that. <laughs> I know that like sometimes guys like when a girl maybe sends a, a photo a bit promiscuous, but if you send it to a girl, all she's going to do is screenshot it and send it to her friends. Yeah. She's not going to be turned on by it. I'm looking at like did every you, did camera. You do that? Did you do she's, that? Of course. I sent it to like every <laughs> single one of my friends this morning at like 7.30 in the morning. Right, that's what we want to see when we wake up. Oh. Good morning. I'm famous <laughs> now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And so that, that's how I'm doing. Is that your first? That was my first. Do you ever get, cause you're on, <laughs> is it the home shopping network? I'm on a home shopping program. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just like bringing that up. Do you you ever, love bringing it Do you ever up. get, cause there's a screener, right? Uh-huh. Do you ever get people who. I get emails written to me. No, is there anybody live on air? Like, are we on the air? Yes. And they just start going off. They send in, so, not in anything negative. People have always been very positive to me. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been really lucky. Time. Always, people are very, very positive. I got to show you my inbox then, because <laughs> it's not the same. Um, no, so for everybody here, um, we are going to do a little bit of, a little ditty mm -hmm. about um, kind of how to create a presence online, or if you want to start a business, or if you... Um, how to scratch that itch, you know it, and you know as we kind of evolve with health and wellness and everything, this is still kind of part of that because it's everybody has this kind of idea of they want something. I don't even want to say more or better, but a lot of people say that they want to be making whether it's a difference, whether it's an impact, etc. So um, that's what this one's going to be all about. So if you're on Facebook Live, if you have any questions, I um, mean we answer it live on air. I'm going to send you one of these. I love this shirt, by the way. It's nice and soft. I know. I wore it the first day you gave them to us in our gift bags, and then nice I spilled alcohol all over it that night. Oh, so that's just what I do. We're gonna, uh, we'll, send you, we'll send you an old daily t-shirt. I also have a hat, too, if you want one. We don't have many of those left. but um, The shirt, honestly. I mean, the hat is amazing, but the shirt is so nice and soft. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, so as I, um, I've said on previous podcasts um, how I actually started the Alternative Daily, you know, um, which was I had you know, lifelong panic attacks, depression, anxiety, et cetera, even suicidal thoughts. Um, and I fix them through meditation. And that's, a, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, Stephen, if you wouldn't mind, in the show notes, um, just put a link to how I started the Alternative Daily um, to the meditation side of things. Um, but I wanna, what I want to do is kind of fast forward that story to um, how, how I actually started it, you know, getting, not doing the depression and meditation stuff. But it is, it, it's, it's important for me to say that there was something bigger behind it. It wasn't just like, I just want to just start, you know, flipping things mm -hmm. online to, just to make a million bucks next, you know, next week. But really quick, when you started it, did you start it with the intention that you were going to have it be a business or that it was maybe just going to be a side passion project? Sure. Um, I would say it was, um, it was both, but I was in it for the long run. Right? Okay. Um, because of, of the vision of how I wanted to do, which was, I, I wasn't necessarily an expert in any of the fields, mm -hmm. but I knew experts and I had the hustle that I could actually go around and, you know, start knocking on the doors of whether it's health practitioners or experts experts on these things, different things to write for the website. But I always had a long-term view of like five to 10 years of, you know, kind of having a, a very, um, 
I guess you could say conscious type of like news and media organization. It started off with health uh, because that was something that, um, that definitely inspired me. Um, but I, uh, I had that long-term five to 10 year vision of where we're at. So technically we're actually in year five now. So I'm in kind of that, wow. I, you know, snap my fingers and here I am. Right. Um, so I've all, yes, you can, you can, if you wanted to just blog to, to, to not make money, I mean, it's so much easier to do that. <laughs> and actually a lot of people do actually end up making quite a nice living off of that. Mm -hmm. If you just do it as a kind of a passion project. And so this was never something that I said, I need to make a, bun a bunch of money off of, um, immediately. Mm -hmm. It was, um, let me just put out good content. And that's always been our thing since day one, which was, I just give stuff away for free all the time, you know, whether know. it's, you know, t-shirts, hats, but then also if you just look at the content, it's, it's not cheap to produce all that content. It's not cheap to produce all this, but the whole thing is just to give, 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 and, uh, and just to give a lot of free stuff back. So, uh, and that's what we all started off of. So it's actually, and, I, and this isn't necessarily how, um, you know, some people might not want to do a media company. It's hard. Um, I'm tired a lot, <laughs> um, bags under my eyes. Uh, so it's not the, it's not the easiest thing to do, but there are definitely things that you could do, whether it is online or whether it is, if you just wanted to create a personality online, if you wanted to do Instagram, if you want to do Twitter and things like that. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. So, so then how do you get started? Okay. So you have an idea, yep. but you also had a full-time job in a completely yes. different field. Yeah. So here's another thing too, is I didn't have a lot of yeah. money. You didn't just it, have somebody say, here's a check, a blank check, do no, whatever you I want. Literally, if you want to, I mean, I started it with maybe a thousand dollars. Okay. I had to lie to Gina, my wife, about <laughs> that I was using for something else. I was going to go donate. Okay. It so somewhere. step one is to lie to your lie spouse. To your uh, but it literally, <laughs> that always works I, out. I did not start with like a whole chunk of mm -hmm. change from somebody. I literally just started a blog where for the first six months, um, we were publishing, we were publishing, you know, an article a day and it was just no eyeballs were coming, right? It was just, right. just continue to publish, continue to publish. But I, you kept at it. But I kept at it. And, and so that's what you'll see. And you'll see whether it's people who podcast, whether it's people who blog, whether it's people on Instagram, um, you don't keep up with it, right? And so you'll do like five, 10, 15 different things. Like I'm not getting anything. And it's so easy at that point just to stop, to say, okay, I gave it a try, you know, and I'm done. But no, if, if you're not throwing a bunch of money at it, which I was not, if you're literally doing it by the skin of your teeth, then it's just, you have to know it's a long game. And what I actually tell people, and we talked about it on a previous podcast, which was, uh, I get this question, like how could you just proceed when you had no eyeballs? Is because, I knew what the end goal was. I knew where I wanted to be in five years and I'm here. Right. Um, and I knew where I wanted to be in 10 years. And I knew that if I could take one step each day towards that, it was a win. So to give you an example, if I could, and this was back now we have like 15, 20 people that work for us, but this was, I would get either, I would write an article and I didn't do a lot of writing, but I, either I would write it or I had somebody write it for me. I'd get it. I was a copy editor and I was just terrible at copy <laughs> editing. So, and so, and I had a full-time job. So keep in mind. So I was up at eight doing sales calls, doing all these different things. And then like at five o'clock, it was like, you know, at dinner with Gina, we didn't have a baby yet. And then it was like, okay, I'm seven o'clock. I'm going to go work for another four or five hours tonight to get wow. this done. So I'd get that copy in, I'd edit it. I'd get up in the morning because I wanted to have that persona of being a daily publishing company. I'd give it like 5 a.m. I'd set my alarm, get up at 5 a.m. So you're sleeping like four or five hours. Yep. And I'd publish it to WordPress. You know, actually I lie. I would actually get a, um, an image mm -hmm. and you know, maybe do some, cause I have a design background, put some cool things on that, put it in WordPress, publish it. Then I would then go back in, grab that link, 
email it out to maybe the 200, 300 subscribers we had at that time. And so that whole process would take my entire morning until eight o'clock when then I had to start my other job. It's a lot of work. It so is. you had a full-time job and then essentially a part-time job yeah. after that. And I, How long did that last for? So I knew that I had always wanted to own my own company because um, I, I, come, I have kind of like this entrepreneurial backbone in me from my dad, uh, who I actually literally grew up. I've been told I said literally a lot, so I'll try and slow that down. Um, but where I was, you know, sweeping his shop, his t-shirt shop, mm -hmm. sweep, sweeping that, and then doing screen printing, pushing and everything, um, and, you know, creating shirts, creating designs. But the cool thing was I always noticed that my dad was at all of our soccer games, at all of our basketball games and all this type of thing. And I loved that, you know. I loved that he didn't have to, like, show up in, you know, suit and tie and, you know, at lathe and everything mm -hmm. like that. It was He was always there, and I always liked that. So went through college. I you know, had internships and everything. I'm going to answer your question the long way. I had internships and through college, since growing up in that entrepreneurial background, I always said, you know, I just want to do the corporate thing. Right. And I did the corporate thing and I realized I was really you know, unhappy with that. And so I really wanted to own my own business. I had failed t-shirt companies. I had failed consulting companies. I had failed marketing companies. So I, I failed probably five or six times wow. before the alternative daily. Um, did that make you nervous going into this? No, uh, because there was something different about this one, which was that the main reason the other five or six failed was because I never like wholeheartedly went into them. Okay. Right? It's not like I spent five years in there building it up and it just fell flat on its face. It was a whole bunch of just ideas where I would probably give it, I would never give it a hundred percent, but I give and but I do it for like four to six months and I wouldn't get much of a return. Um, but this one specifically, do you have a question? You do go for it. Fire away. Raise your hand. Okay, I'll get there. <laughs> That's okay. That's what we're here. Where is the best place to start? Facebook, Instagram, or maybe it depends on what you're doing. Um, yeah, and that's fine. Uh, and I'll pick back that story mm -hmm. up in a second. Um, it all depends on what you want to do, right? If you want to, I think if you're going to be doing, let's say, exercise videos, or if you want to do like fitness things, if you just do something that could be completely visual, um, I think Instagram is the best place to start. I would agree but with that. Start on all of them. They don't, you know, there's no investment to start on any of them. Um, Facebook is really good for engaging, engaging back and forth and talking to them. Um, Instagram is great for kind of showcasing, I would say showcasing your, your, your true product, whether it is like a warrior pose mm -hmm. or whether it is a, a food thing a, a or beautiful cake that you've made. Um, and then what was the other one she said? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter's really good. Just I, the way I use Twitter too is almost for kind of like branding yourself too, of kind of getting some followers on there and getting you know some retweets, etc. Twitter's a little bit harder of a beast for stuff like that. And I don't see unless you're really kind of upper echelon, you know, uh, have you know fifty, hundred thousand plus, you know, followers kind of having brands coming at you. Um, I think it's really good for you to brand yourself on there. Um, I would say, um, as you to piggyback off of what you said all social media platforms, especially in the beginning, since it is free to do. Yes. And you could even do the same content on all of them. Maybe if you are doing, let's say, a food blog or a fitness blog and you post the photo on Instagram, you could maybe then say the full recipe is up on my Facebook page or right. start the website as so, well. And that's actually good because I was going to disagree with you at first, but you kind of um, uh, you redeemed yourself, which was <laughs> you can't look at those three as being the exact same thing and just mm -hmm. push everything out there the same. It's a completely different dialogue on each one of the different social networks. Like, so for example, with Snapchat, I, it's not like I could just post an article on Snapchat mm -hmm. or just take a picture of an article and post it there. 
there. Snapchat that I'm using now is really just kind of just for fun branding type of things. Um, but for Facebook, you know, it, that's for us, for even the alternative daily and some other things that we're doing, that's where all the engagement is mm -hmm. happening, right? And so I think that, you know, more engagement on Facebook, if you focus a lot on that, because with Steven and his, his, his um, early morning sunrises, if you guys are watching those, they're phenomenal and there's tons of engagement on there, right? Yeah, you're amazing you're about that, You're not going to get that, that on way. Twitter. Like, I post a sunrise photo with my shoes on Twitter and it might get a couple likes, right? But it's not, he's getting 10,000 views on this thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say do them all if you can. Um, especially those three, uh, which would be, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, definitely Snapchat too. Uh, but you have the context has to be right in each one of those different platforms. Yeah. I think it's a matter of finding your voice first and yeah. then sort of playing to that site because you could be on Snapchat, just posting a quick, you know, here we are in the office, you right. know, check our website later for the video yep. and then Facebook or, you know, the article, yeah. then Facebook could post that. And then on Instagram, you would use maybe the image with like a quote from it. Yeah. Cause that's what I do on the alternative daily Instagram. Yes. Is I'll take sometimes when you guys have the pretty photos that yeah. go along with the articles, I'll post that with a fact from the article. Yep. And I think that um, another thing too is to have the one, the brand, like if you're, if you're, if you're just branding it as Megan Harris, mm -hmm. Megan Harris, great one account. But if let's say you do have a bigger brand, let's just say, you know, Kelly's starting, you know, um, blue apparel, right? I think it's really good to have two separate things, having a blue apparel thing just for blue apparel brand on those. Um, and then also just having Kelly because people like yep. to see the behind the thing. Absolutely. The thing. I think you've probably realized that with um, your social media, especially on Twitter, how engaged people are with you because they feel like they're actually talking to the person behind the company. Yes. Yes. So let me go back to the to kind of wrap up the story. And then if there are questions, you can just flag me and then I'll just call you and I want one. Um, it's, uh, so do college, um, wanted to do the corporate thing, did that, was unhappy. Um, and then I realized, and after trying all these different things while working for, at jobs, like in brick and mortar, I got, I'm telling you, I've literally been there. I cannot imagine you in anything other than a t-shirt. Oh, like sh suit and tie. Oh, God. Down shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. Couldn't stand it. Um, but I knew I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. So what I actually did was I could not start a business while I was still working. I'm going to get closer. <laughs> I could not start a business while I was still working, you know, nine to five, nine to six, nine to seven, whatever. Cause it's just, I was dead tired at the end of the day. Um, so there was, an, there was another employment opportunity that came up where I could now work from home. Okay. Making the same amount of money. Actually it was, it turned out to be a little bit less. And then I decided for my future, that's what I wanted to do. I'm going to so take you that hit. took so, a pay cut. So I took a pay cut, but you could actually argue that it was an investment in myself. Mm -hmm. So I took that pay cut and then, um, so I knew that I could start working on something else. And then, you know, it, and that's the way that I, so I started doing that. I actually ended up switching to another work from home job, but again, the full-time benefits type of deal. Um, but knowing full well that I was going into it to build something else. And as everything happened with me through meditation, panic attacks, you know, depression, whatever, um, it just turned out to be perfect timing. And so it was at that point, it was kind of like that, that moment where it was, you know, here I am. I want to start this. I have this idea. I got no money. What do I do? Right. And I had this longer media uh, thing that I wanted to do within five to 10 years. And I knew that it was going to cost a lot of money to do it. Um, and so I actually partnered up with somebody, you know, and it, partnering with somebody like a lot of people don't like it. There's definitely pros and cons. It's mm -hmm. not, I always tell people, if you're going to partner with somebody, one, it's very tough to partner with relatives. Um, be very careful of that because you're literally, you are getting into, it's a marriage. It truly is a marriage because there is a contract between you and somebody and you have to, 
you have to know the ins and outs of that person. You absolutely have to know the ins and outs of that person uh, because you got to know what their goals are, you know, both financially and then both, you know, from a inspiration and passionate level. And you have to know that do they're never going to be perfectly in line with what you want, but can you get ahead of the game to know that, if X happens, can I deal with this? And so, uh, it, so it really is like a marriage. It, no, you have to decide is. if you could work with this person, even yeah. if it doesn't and work out. And then going into it, you even have to think about it as how are we going to end this? Mm -hmm. Because you know, businesses don't last forever. So if there is a dissolution, if we do sell, if there, what is it? How do we handle all that? And you might think as you start it, well, you know what? I'm just, you know, Joe Schmo starting Acme company. Let's not worry about that. Well, if, things take off. These are things that you're going to have to worry <laughs> about. And so, um, so I got into a partnership marriage, marriage with somebody, um, that th there was definitely a, a high trust level there. And then it uh, was kind of, okay, things are going well. We kind of have our foundations. The only way to grow this thing is with money. And I didn't have money. He didn't have money. And so that's when we actually found our, you know, our first investor who actually put money into there. So it's, um, but this is not a short process. This must've taken a long time. No, yeah. It was months of negotiation and everything. And you had still been the entire and time posting articles. Posting are still working for somebody else doing oh my that. gosh. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy, but and I'm not saying, especially for this podcast, that that's the way that people should go. It's just that the, the vision that I had for a specific company like where we're at now is that's that's what it took. And so there were millions, not millions, hundreds of, you know, sleepless nights where it was like posting, doing all that stuff, doing negotiation work, you know, and then doing partner relations and checking on this and checking on advertisements all while working for another company. So. Were there ever any times that you did get a bit discouraged or maybe you hit a wall in the beginning and you yeah. thought maybe like how you had with the other companies, I should just yeah, fold no, this? So that's why I said this one's a little bit different because there was, and it's important to go back to this because I knew that it was for, um, I don't even want to say like the greater good or, or, or a cause. There was something deeper that was driving me for this one where I, I was fine if I was going to lose my teeth on this one. And you kind of, nobody wants to go in there saying they're going to lose their teeth, but I was fine because this was something I was going to give it their all. Because if I could change my life from an alternative perspective, I know that a lot of other people mm -hmm. could. And so what I found was, it's just something I developed, which was, do, and this goes back to what we were talking about at the top of it, which was doing something each day that progressed me further to year five, where I'm at right now. And so, and so whether that was posting an article, I'd always, I celebrated small wins and you got to celebrate you small have to. wins. And so if I posted an article, awesome, great. I, di I did a good job today. I don't know if we're posting tomorrow, but I did it today. We're good. And so it's, it's, it's taking, it's celebrating those small wins along the way that truly helped me, as I like to say, get out of my own way, right? Because mm -hmm. there's everybody telling you no. I've had, you know, even Ralph who works for us, he was like, there's no way you're going to make money <laughs> off this thing. And again, I want to stress that I, I did not do it solely to make money off of it. You got to keep lights on though. And so I, I, I just knew, I knew the model and I knew that I wanted to have a very good conscious thing driving behind it. So, so as you're developing the alternative daily, so now you've got the partner, now you've got the investor. Did you notice that things really started rolling so quickly or it still took a long time to kind of get started? Yeah. Because I think I would imagine it that, okay, all of a sudden I've got this partner, I've got this, let's say, influx of money. Yeah. Now I can sort of play and around. And it's not crazy Is influx that like, of money. It's not like we're, we're going out celebrating okay. and getting Cadillacs. Uh, <laughs> Cadillacs. We, here's the thing too is if you do take on money or if you're investing your own money, don't ever, ever, ever take investment money or invest your own money to pay your own salary. That is the okay. one thing I've learned from the very get go was do not do that because your time is your investment. You don't 
need to get paid right now. And we put all of the money towards the marketing of mm -hmm. it, which we knew how to, you know, grow and brand. Is there another question, Steven? Uh, another one from Kelly. Kelly, okay. She's asking, how do you respond to negative feedback? So sort of dovetails on what you were talking about before, or no feedback. Sure. I like it. No, that's good. Because even at this point um, mm -hmm. of the alternative daily. Oh, yeah. Yes, very good. So Kelly wants to ask, Kelly asks is, we should maybe get you a microphone that you could turn on and off. That'd be kind of cool. Like in the Howard Stern show? Yeah, you'd be like <laughs> Baba Booey. Um, the Kelly wants to know how you respond to negative, negative feedback or no know. response. Yeah, so, and there, I look at this as two ways. I look at this as one from customers and readers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But then I also talk, look about it as, you know, friends and family, because regardless, You'd like to think that friends and family are going to be super supportive of it, but people would be like, why are you putting that stuff on Facebook? You know, what are you doing? You know, just get a regular job, yeah, do whatever. And that actually fueled me more because I was like, I don't want to get a regular job. I want to <laughs> do something different. I'm all, hence the alternative. I was going to say, I want to wear a t-shirt every day. I want to wear a t-shirt every day. I don't want to clock in for work, et cetera. So for, from your network of people, um, it really... I would never like fire back and be like, you know, screw you. You know, I don't want to live your life, but I would use that to fuel of like, that's why I don't want to live the way you're living. Um, uh, but then from a reader perspective, I've, I've, I've fallen on my face on this and, and I've failed multiple times throughout this even throughout this company, which I'm learning, which is, you know, as you get negative feedback, um, it, it's okay to engage, but you can't get emotional yeah. with negative feedback. And I have at the very beginning. And so that kind of just throws you into a whirlwind of just, just nasty comments, nasty communication, which is not driving your business forward. It's not driving your business forward at all. And so I did that. I would engage with people and be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Here's where we said this, blah, 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 blah. And that just didn't help me out both mentally and you know from 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 the business side of things. Um, so now, like we actually posted an article last night that there were 26 comments that were um, not in favor of the piece that we ran. It was a political article, which we're doing. Um, but the one thing as we've moved into more news and politics is I've I've told all the writers it's like be ready because you're not going to please everybody and there's gonna be times when people just don't like you or say really nasty things, especially if we do politics. But we can't be afraid of that. So that's the biggest thing is you can't be afraid of that. There will always be nasty negative comments. There will always be nasty negative feedback, but you just can't be afraid of that, right? Um, I have a tendency to take it personally sometimes, mm -hmm. but what I do is we fire up the podcast and let's say, let's talk about something, right? And so if you can turn that kind of negative energy into positive energy to do and doing it something within the business, you're actually reacting to those. You're actually responding responsibly to that and something that actually powers your business. So um, I would say, if if you can respond maturely, which I didn't in the first couple um, you know months to a year, um, do it. You know, and here's another thing that I do. I'll actually get emails in that will say, um, I can't believe that. Stick to food. Do this. Do that. I can't believe you said this. And I actually really do appreciate all the feedback, especially when they send me an email. So I'll send them say, you know, I really appreciate. It. I'm taking all these into consideration. Um, send me your address. I'll send you a free bag of coffee. <laughs> And I will say the positive ones always send me their address. The negative ones, they kind of go silent at that point. They're like, oh, I wanted to engage into a debate and I didn't do that. So um, respond responsibly um, or just let it roll off your back like ducks. I think also it's a matter of remembering and I have to deal with this sometimes in my job and different videos and companies that I work for and stuff is to remember that a lot of times we hear and we remember the negative feedback rather than all the positive feedback. And a lot of times when you do something, people might like it, like the podcast or the articles, and they might read it and think, okay, that was good, but I'm not going to respond. You know, it was a good article. And then it's usually the people that feel very strongly one way or another that right. respond. And so for me, it's 
always been a matter of remembering that even if a couple people I get emails or comments that they don't like something, there are probably two to three times as many people that really enjoyed it and then just, you know, didn't feel like responding. So it's a matter of remembering that it's not all negative out there. We just take that in on ourselves. Correct. Excuse me. So, so got you choked keep, up there. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to keep this actually on topic where like, what can these people do now if they have this idea, right? Um, so one is get a name, um, get a name, get a website. Don't spend too much time thinking of a really cool name and a really cool design and a really cool logo. That's not, it's nice, it's fun, but that's not what's actually going to, you know, make you money. That's why you're starting a business, you know, unless you're starting a nonprofit, which you can still make money off of. So get a name, get a website. You don't have to have the perfect, you know, small URL.com or whatever. Just, just get a name, get a website. Um, if you can get, you know, social media handles or tags or whatever, um, that are around that, this is something we did not do a good job of. I know Steven, um, but you know, get your social media handles around that. Um, you can do a WordPress, uh, site relatively cheaply. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do that for probably, Two fifty to five hundred bucks, you could do. Um, that's worth. Let's say your investment. Let's just say you have three, three to five thousand dollars to spend. Um, it's worth obviously having a website. You can start your other social media stuff on your own. Don't worry about making it crazy, you know, beautiful, etc. Um, but now you have a website, right? And then whether it's whether it's you want to sell widgets or whether it's you want to actually do, you know, blog about it, etc. Now it's on you. Um, but I think that every whether you're selling widgets or phones or everything, I think you know, blogging and writing about it or writing about anything really helps. So I would say just start writing first as, as let's say you're making an investment in selling, you know, iPhones or, or cases and stuff like that, start blogging because it's only your time there. Right. And if, and you want to build that content because you want to keep people around on the site, especially, especially if you're, you're selling coffee or whatever it is, you want to know more about it. You want to know what, Oh, these guys are experts in the field, but you know, that's kind of cool. And so you want to create that audience. And so for us, for the alternative daily, before we even launched our first product, we already had an audience of, you know, a million people. And so because they came back around for our content, so we built the audience first and then we, you know, then we wrote a few books and, and sold it that so way. So you think it, from what it sounds like, it's more important to have good, well-written, well-thought-out content than it is to have all the fluff of this perfect email address, this perfect company name, this beautiful yeah, no, logo. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to go and register your LLC mm-hmm. and get a logo from whether it's 99designs or your friend who's a designer. That's fun. But if you're spending weeks trying to perfect the, the the greatest logo, that's not worth your time. If you're spending, you know, weeks setting up email addresses and stationery and doing all these things, that's not worth your time because that's not what's going to bring it in. What you just need to do is really just kind of say, your logo can change over time, right? Sure. And say, let me at least have a stamp of approval. This is my company, right? And I've got my website. Let me put that logo on there. This, funny enough, this logo was there was no changes when the designer sent it back to me. And this is the logo since we started five or six years ago, um, that right there on the wall, that has not changed for six <laughs> years. And it was the only one logo, like I didn't actually send it out to a whole bunch of designers. He sent me back that logo and he's like, what do you think? I was like, great, let's just keep going. Let's keep moving forward. And it's definitely grown on me. Although Steven says that he thinks it's too old school looking, which I kind of like. I like it. Thank you. Um, so don't spend a lot of time on logos, etc. So start your webpage, get your, get your social media stuff set, um, set up. And then, you know, obviously you want to know what you're going to do, whether you're selling widgets or whether you're selling content, or you just want to blog, just get it going. And it's easy to get going once you get into the rhythm of it. And you need to kind of, you need to set a short term plan. So you need to set where do you want to be six, 12, 18 months, because you know, you got to know that 
you're not going to sell your company for $5 billion in six months. It's just not going to happen. So where do you want your business to be in six months? So last year I should have had Mark call in. Um, I've been, I've been, you know, an old college roommate. We've, we've been not roommate, but um, so college soccer player, teammate, we could say. Um, we've been talking, you know, back and forth. He's actually starting as, it's a really cool, it's a, it's a soccer site for kids and like cool. and how to train them in different things. And I met with him last September and I've said, we've already wasted time. And he said, what do you mean? And I was like, <laughs> If we would have met last September, we'd been ahead of the game. I was like, where do we want to be next September when we meet? And he's like, ah, I never thought about that. So we kind of talked about some things. And so, you know, shortly thereafter, four months goes around. He said, Jake, you know, I now have a thousand subscribers that are reading my stuff about, you know, about soccer skills and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, he's like, how, he's like, how do I get to 10,000? I said, stop. I was like, we have to celebrate. You know, we got to a thousand. Mm -hmm. If you and I didn't meet on September, if we didn't decide to do these things, we would have met this coming September starting from scratch again. We're already ahead of the game. So you've got to kind of play some mind tricks on yourself to say, you know what, I've already, I've already lost a year because I didn't do this last year. What can I do to get ahead of next year rather than just sitting on my butt? And so even with current projects for the Alternative Daily, I'll find myself just saying, in six months when I'm looking back on the past, six, where do I want to be and what can I start from there? And so I... Go for it. Question. Mary Jo. Mary Jo. She has a personal training business. Yeah. Awesome. She stings at marketing. Okay. Yes. Um, if you, if she's all, oh, sorry. Mary Jo asked. <laughs> We're getting used to this. We're getting used to this. Um, she has a personal training business. But uh, she's but not she, good at marketing. She stinks at marketing. What would you say? And then I'll give my take. Um, I would say that it's about putting the content out there no matter what and then sending it to everybody. If we talk about social media, it's a matter of, we always talk about this with Instagram, using as many tags as possible, hashtags, same with Facebook, maybe even connecting it, sending it to everybody that you know, other health and wellness companies and blogs, seeing if they're willing to maybe share content with you. That's something that I know a lot of people might be interested in. Maybe there's a company that's starting out that is doing health stuff and then they can connect with a trainer like you and maybe the the, de the deal there would be that you share content in exchange for promotion. That's what I would do. Sure. So there's a couple of things to look at it. She's excellent at being a personal trainer, which I'm guessing she is. Um, and let's say she hates marketing. Let's say she absolutely hates it. And doesn't want anything to do with it. Well, then she also needs to look and say, Hey, maybe should I partner with somebody? So should I find, let's say a really good marketing person, give them a smaller percentage of the company or whatever, or if she can pay them and say, I never want to do marketing. It's something I don't want to do because your product's going to suffer if you, if you continue, if you, if you're doing if the if you're doing the marketing is taking away taking you away from creating an awesome product, that the that's that's not the way best way to go. Um, I, I I'm again with with partnerships you got to be careful. Um, if you get if you have the wherewithal to pay somebody like Ralph, I'll give you I'll give you a brutally honest thing with Ralph. When I had this idea five years ago, this is my favorite story. This is a great story with and you got to you got to look for these gems. Um, Ralph was at a job that he did not necessarily like. He just did not see it going far in life. And I had told him I was starting this job and I needed him full time. And he said, great, I'm in it. What's the salary? And I said, I can only pay you $150 a week. And he said, for full time. And I said, <laughs> yes. And he actually did not take a lot, a lot of time to respond. He said, I'll do it. You know what? I, I've saved up a little bit of money. I believe in the product. I believe in what you guys are doing. And Jake, I trust you, right? So if you can actually find somebody within your network to say, Here's my, here's where I want to take it. Here's what I can pay you, you know, realistically, how much time can you give me back for that? And I promise you down the road, 
it'll return in droves. And so um, that's what I would say. Uh, also, if that's not an option, if let's say you have to do, if you have to do marketing and you have to do the training, start with Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads. It's really, really simple. Um, just go on there, create a Facebook ads account. <laughs> Excuse me. And if your whole, and I don't know what your whole model is, whether it's to, you know, sell your services, you know, to people like personally, or if you actually want to do like webinar series, et cetera, uh, make sure you get their email address and keep in contact with them. Um, but Facebook ads, it's so easy to start everywhere else and say all these other different things. Start with, make sure you have your website. And especially if you're training, take pictures of people that you're training. So for Instagram and mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, Instagram and Facebook, engage people on Facebook. Um, and then, uh, I don't even know if I would do Twitter right now. Um, I, I mean, it, unless it was to tell people that you just posted a workout video or something on your website training, though, with Snapchat too, you know, all of your different people say, join me on Snapchat. And then you could literally pump out like a five second workout and be like, Oh, you know what? Try same this. with Instagram. Yeah. Same with Instagram, et cetera. So for that one, I would focus more on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, and then just do Facebook ads and, and, and just drive them either to a Facebook page or get their email address this i would even say just do facebook just if you want to say just simply just go to facebook so cool any other for now business cards are they important? absolutely not at this stage do not waste your time on business cards unless 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 you truly are a face-to-face -face thing face-to-face uh, -face business i definitely think they're important then but don't waste you can go on vistaprint and get 500 cards made for like 50 bucks right <laughs> Don't try have a designer create all these nice things because all I get, all I want when I get your business card is to throw it away, uh, is to throw it away. <laughs> um, I just want to get your name and your number. Right. And so like yes, yesterday I had to go to the bank and from, from BB and T, um, which is a bank and they gave me a business card or whatever. And I got it. And I was like, okay, just got the name and number on it. That's all I need. Right. And so don't spend a lot of time on it unless here's the other thing, unless you are like a graphic design shop, then your time is your investment on there. Mm -hmm. And so then you just may want to spend a little bit of time to make it like kind of crisp and clean. But I can't tell you how many times I've either gone to shows or meeting or conferences and I get like this crazy card where like a scorpion's coming out. Yeah. It's like clear and stuff like that. And I'm just usually like, you spent way too much time on this. I just wanted your name. Yeah, I don't have business cards. So um, so business cards, if you're designed, if you're design based, go for it. If not, uh, just make them really quick. Vistaprint, 550 bucks. So it could be, be cheaper. So, um, so where does that leave us right now? So you've got the alternative daily, you're building it up. You've got your first employee there. How are, how are people, let's say maybe they do get a couple thousand followers. Maybe yeah, they are absolutely. maybe slowly starting to make a little bit of money from maybe some sponsored ads on their pages or yeah. whatnot. A lot of people then just stop there, but how do people truly take it to the next level? Like, how do you get to that point where you're like, all right, I've got one employee, I'm doing pretty well, but now I'm ready to get more employees. I'm ready to really start pumping out more content. You know, each time, uh, let me back up. I knew, that, and again, I can just go back to this because the business is based off inspiration, but again, you have to keep the lights on. And so we actually created, and this is something I'd never done in my life, which is probably go back on a question about 20 minutes ago was why I also progressed forward was I had a business plan. I had a financial model where if I could get to X, mm -hmm. you know, here is the return, which is Y. And so I'd always work to X to get to the return of Y. And you're never going to, you're never going to guess that perfectly, but I found that ours numbers were relatively within range between five to 10%. And so I definitely think I, I'm not to say, I don't want to say spend 
six months developing a business plan. But if you and a close friend, a close advisor, whether you have a friend who's an accountant or somebody who knows a little bit about finances, just sit down and say, hey, I'll buy you, I'll buy some beer, I'll buy some dinner. Can we just sit down and just kind of make a rough ballpark of where the company will be? Because this is good, because while you're starting to make money, you can't do this when you start because you don't know any idea of cost and everything. So if you already have an, if you have one employee, let's say you're starting to make money, that is the perfect snapshot to say, okay, well, I, you have me, the owner, I have one employee and I have 3000, you know, followers or whatever it is. Here's what it's costing to run my business. And here's what I'm making. And then it's a perfect standpoint to say, okay, what if I were to double that? Okay. If we double that, let's give, you know, let's give a little room five to 10% in case it switches, but there's where we're at if we double. And if we get to 2x, 3x, 4x, where do we want to go? And of course, everybody wants to make a million dollars, right? But you got to be realistic about it. So say, if I want to be at, you know, double, if I'm comfortable at double revenue in six months, I have to either put A, put more money into it, or I have to B, drive more revenue. And so I think that if you take a logical, analytical data approach to it, that it just makes things go a whole lot easier and smoother. So now, here we are, five years. You yeah. got... You said 15 to 20 employees, Yep. right? We, we have these annual retreats. We have this beautiful office space, podcasts, all of that. How are you as a business owner now currently looking to improve and grow your brand? You've got the yeah. supplements and coffee and different things like that. But how are you sort of looking to take it to the next yeah, level? And, and you can't, and this is what I was going to say to this last question, which goes into this one, which is you can't operate the same way down the straight path every single day you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to have, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be different, different roads, right? As long as you have that one clear vision, but also you have to know that what gets you here, what got me here for five years, isn't going to necessarily take me to the next, where I want to be in five in the next five years, which would essentially be 10 years. And so you have to be, I'm huge on this, which is, it's what it says on the hat, which is, I like being different. I like being alternative. And so if you find yourself in like the personal training niche, or if you find yourself doing it and everybody wants to lose 30 pounds in a month, or everybody wants to lose, you know, X amount of things or do, you know, or get more muscle, how can you be different from the next person? Right. Mm -hmm. How can you set yourself apart? It's not easy. Believe me, it's, it's not easy doing that. Um, and sometimes you lose, but more often than not, if I found myself just always trying to separate from the pack, uh, that's how I've always had success. It's just trying to separate ourselves from the pack. That's what I'm doing right now from the, um, uh, by, by expanding into news and opinion, I'm hiring more like journalists, mm-hmm. you know, no, no. I mean, we have a few, you know, bloggers per se, but now we're actually hiring journalists who get on the phone to call people to get their, their take on stories. We're having senators call us back because some of the, um, information in the article was not necessarily wrong. It was just like, you know, we, we needed to tweak something. So there's eyeballs coming. That's kind of cool though. Cool. <laughs> That's what I told somebody yesterday. I was like, we have like a legit news company. That's now. Awesome. So, and it's not easy to do and it's, and it takes a lot of money to do, but I know that if I would have stayed stagnant, at with just kind of going down that straight road for just health, I personally wouldn't have been uh, fulfilled by that. So it goes with kind of like what you want to do. If you are, if let's say you're at that point where we've already kind of like two X, three X, the business or whatever, Mm -hmm. if you're happy with it, stay with it. Right. Um, because you never arrive, right. I still feel, I still, I still feel you know, the same amount of pressure here in five years than I did five years ago. Okay. And so that doesn't go away. It never goes away. Does it grow? Yeah, it does. Um, I've truly found the way, I don't want to say to escape it, um, is 
it's it's you, you almost have to harness it. You have to know that it's part of the job, right? Um, and I know that people that work in regular nine to five jobs have that same anxiety too. But the cool thing is, it's it's definitely like a roller coaster where it's like. I chose this. And so this is what I always, like anytime I get the anxiety of like, oh my gosh, we got to do this, got to do this. I've hired a bunch of people, you know, let's, you know, we got to have sales numbers to make. I chose that path. And so it's kind of cool in that regard where I truly feel like I've put it all on my back. Um, it's not necessarily great for anxiety levels, but it does say when the anxiety does pop up, it's like, I chose this. I chose this and this is fun to me. Are there things now that you're a CEO and you've been a CEO for about five years that you're learning or you thought maybe life or this business would go in one direction and it's completely in a different direction. Yeah. Are there things now that you've learned that you're like, wow, I had no idea it would be yes. like this? Well, well, as I said, we have partners. I had no, uh, no clue that I would have to, you know, partner relations, but I have to talk to this person, talk to this person, talk to this person, get them all on board to do X. Right. Um, so that's part of it. Um, and then I went, it's funny. I, I managed, you know, 10 to 15 people at old jobs. And then I started this because I wanted to be my own boss mm -hmm. and do that whole thing. But there just must be a lot of pressure with that. But now I have now I'm responsible for the livelihood. Yeah, you have like 15, 15 to 20 children. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to say that they're children; they're all mature adults. Um, but that is something that weighs on your mind too. Like, sure. if, as, here's something: as you let's say you have one person, like one employee, you have like a Ralph or whatever. It's not as heavy on you at that point. Um, but I do care for Ralph. I, didn't, I wanted to see the guy succeed, <laughs> right? But when you multiply that by 15, 20, 30, 40, 100,000, et cetera, you're responsible for the livelihood of those people. And so that is a good feeling too, but it's also, um, it's also a stressful situation too. So where do you hope to be in five to 10 years oh, from now? Steven, you asked me this question uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's funny because I always ask people that and I, I get that a lot. Um, five to 10 years uh, from now, um, we kind of have this plan of where we want to go, but I'll just kind of just broaden it, which is um, uh, 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 everybody wants to be bigger, right? And I'm not saying that I want to even make more money. It's it, That's really not even what it is because um, I have to, I, I do find times throughout the day where I practice gratitude where I'm truly thankful for where we're at. And so, um, and I've done this every step of the way, which is something I, I, I'm never gonna get away from, which is if somebody were to come to me right now and say that your business will never grow, your business is gonna stay the same or it's over, I'm completely happy from, for how we've made it and how far we've come. It's easy to say that, it's more of a feeling when I really kind of take a step back, which goes into kind of the whole meditation stuff. Uh, but it is I'm completely grateful and appreciative to all the people that I have and what we've built. And this was, and this was so cool bringing everybody in here last week and showing them, you know, this is not like my, you know, it's not like I bought this massive mansion that we're all hanging out at. You know, this clubhouse is for you guys whenever you want to come in. So you got to practice those moments of gratitude. Um, you also got to give back to employees. I know this doesn't necessarily answer your question, but it kind of goes into long of how you balance like that anxiety and stress, which is, I'm always about giving back to the employees and, you know, whether it's, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back at all, but it's setting up nice places like this, setting up nice workspaces, getting them nice equipment to use, you know, taking them out to dinner, um, doing whatever I can just to make sure that it's more than a job, right? I, I sometimes I call people on Saturdays or Sundays because I need something. It's just the nature of a, a, a news organization, but it's, it's what we have to do sometimes. So if I can give back, if I can take Ralph and Steven out for, you know, a dinner or a drink or when people come in town or if, if I can do anything to help them out, we'll do that. Um, but to get your question five to 10 years from now, um, if we're in this terrible state, it's probably bad business, but if, if, if I'm as happy as I am five to 10 years from now, 
I've, I've made it. I've, I've made it again, right? Um, but in terms of the alternative daily, it's easy to say I would love to have like 50 employees. I've never gauge it by that in terms of employees. It's more about, you know, if we are making a bigger impact in the world, we're now, you know, the one senator who called us because, you know, there's something in there he wanted to comment on. We're now it's we're getting five or six calls a day that says, hey, this is reaching a lot of people. This is great. You know what? Um, not to say that we're making errors, but you know what? Here's my comment on this. And so having a, having a bigger news organization that people take seriously, because I don't think a lot of people took us seriously in the first couple of years, and now people are actually starting to take us seriously. So, um, it, so it actually has nothing to do with money. It's more of like impact on the world of more people know who we are, more people are picking up to read, and more people feel happy after they're done reading it. So now looking back from five years ago, do you feel as though when you first set out to do something that was going to help people and not necessarily change the world, but make an impact on it, do you feel as though you've gotten to that point? Uh, yeah, sure. I think so. Um, it's because everybody always wants more and bigger and everything in life. Um, it, it is making an impact on people, right? Um, and we, you know, it's just more new. We had that, you know, the senator that, that emailed us yesterday. Uh, but then just even just the comments we get from people that say, hey, we, we've turned, you know, I've turned my life around, whether it's from health or whether it's just like, you know, I love this article that you did, or there's people saying, I hate this article, what you did, et cetera. It is making an impact. And I'm not setting this out to make a negative impact in this world, but there are some people that just will not enjoy that. So you had a question, Stephen. You know, no, how, that's, how do you balance having a financial? We have to repeat the question. Oh, I'm sorry. We're really bad at that. <laughs> how do I balance trying to having financial stability and giving, giving back, back to the community? Um, yeah, no, that's a very good question. Uh, you, you, you start a company. We didn't start a nonprofit, right? So that, again, I'm just out there and just saying it. We didn't start a nonprofit, right? Um, but you also have to keep the lights on. You have to have employees. Um, I look at it from a couple different ways. Uh, we do donate um, to charities. I don't like talking about it. I don't like saying how much it is, et cetera, but we do donate to charities. Um, we also, uh, I like to also think we have a positive impact in the employees' lives and we encourage them. I'm not saying I encourage them to donate because that's not what I'm saying, but I also look at that I have 15 to 20 people that I can impact directly in addition to, you know, paying money to a charity. Um, so I try to also make my employees' lives a little bit better than maybe what they were before, before they got in. Uh, but then, yeah, we, uh, we do take a look at charities and, and we'll actually and donate to them. But I don't like, I don't want to like talking about Maybe that. it's also a matter of just being able to do whatever it is that you can. You know, it doesn't always have to be a financial thing. Maybe, you know, with a comp one of the companies that I work for, when they're, um, during certain times of year, they'll offer up like a can drive and they'll sure. encourage employees to bring in canned goods. They've participated in 5K runs yep. and different things like that. So even if you can't donate money, maybe it's a matter of, you know, making a value in yes. your organization be about donating time. Yeah, and, and, and we'll tell you, and this is good, and I'll be honest, here it is actually a struggle for having a, a a mostly virtual company right so we have three to four people in here it's hard for, it, it would be difficult for you know me Stephen, and ralph to say hey everybody we're putting on this thing for you know for the city of jupiter for the alternative daily and this is me ralph and you know Stephen, and this is just kind of our company right uh, and maybe that's a cop-out from me um it, it, from a just from a virtual standpoint we don't do a lot 
in this community, I'd like to do more. Um, and it's now that we actually have a base before we didn't even have an office. So if I went to somebody said, I want to do this, not to say they wouldn't take my money or do anything, but it was kind of, we were like, where do you work out of my house? Right. <laughs> and so as we develop this space here in Juneau beach, Florida, it's something I want to do more of. So thank you for ever asked that. And, you know, let's throw you a t-shirt because it does actually, you know, help give me a push to do more stuff here in this local community. Do you have any more right now? Uh, yeah, sure. Go for it. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's wondering if she can transition to a more online virtual presence to do her training for people. Okay. Yeah. So how can so how can Mary Jo, who's a personal trainer with her business, branch out to do more virtual, maybe using Skype? I think for a personal trainer, that is such a good idea. Think about it. Um, sorry to interrupt no, you. If you no were going to say something, I would just think for myself. Um, if you were a personal trainer trying to grow your business that way, think about how many clients you could have out there if you offered maybe one-on-one -on -one tutorials or nutrition, those sorts of Skype calls. I know I work with a personal trainer at a gym, but when I'm out of town, they always write me workouts and make themselves available for me if I ever have any questions. So doing the same thing with your clients, especially if you see somebody that maybe you're setting once a month or every other week, uh, you know, Skype calls to track their progress. That's also something that I think, especially in the health and fitness world, people feel very good about is like having somebody to keep them accountable. And so if you had Skype calls with your clients, maybe to talk about their diet or their nutrition and then giving them that positive feedback. Oh, you look so great. I noticed that you're looking slimmer. Maybe you're even showing examples of workouts or guiding them through a workout on Skype. I, I think that would be an awesome yeah, thing to do. So here's the, here's a, uh, the morbid truth about the internet and buying books and downloading videos, etc is only about 20% of people will actually read it or watch it. And then another maybe five, maybe on the higher end, five to 10% actually do these things. That's the, that's the absolute truth. And it's not so much just the internet. It's like whether you buy a book on Amazon, I can't tell you how many books I've bought and I just haven't read the whole things, right? <laughs> it just happens, right? And so I think you have an awesome opportunity on Skype to have that interaction yeah absolutely one-on-one -on -one and make an impact and and making the impact and having people actually make changes in their life i think you'll get so much more fulfillment out of rather than just selling like a bunch of books that nobody does anything with um you know that that and i know that you can't be if you're in albuquerque and you want to do something with somebody in new york you can't necessarily fly there but if you're if you're meeting with them once twice a week on video on skype they have a better chance of doing something better with their life as opposed to just picking up a book or logging in somewhere and watching it um but and Megan had a good point, which was, you know, have to make, make, be careful about your time, right? Because if you do it like an hour date, now, now you're, it's, it's finite how many things you can do per week. But you could also then start classes. So like Tuesdays are classes where it's me and then it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 of you. And if you have any questions as we're doing this, you know, write it in the, you know, write it in the chat screen or whatever. Um, but, you know, putting on live online classes are great. Recording them and, you know, for repurposed and everything is good. But just know that getting people to do it right in front of you, it's always going to be better. And then what's going to happen is that person is going to love what you're doing for them, mm -hmm. Mary Jo, and they're going to keep coming back to you. And then they'll tell their friends about it. Yeah. So it's all about the quality of content and the quality of the connection and engagement. Oh, just one more example for Mary Jo out there who is a personal trainer because I obviously love health and fitness and I'm really into it. And I follow a lot of different trainers and fitness professionals on online on Facebook and on Instagram. 
I will notice that a lot of them do create training programs. And then what they'll do is they'll offer, you know, um, every six months or so, you know, here's my three month plan. Here's my six month plan. You'll pay into it. And then they do offer one-on-one consultations, one-on-one Skype calls, those sorts of things. I don't know how often they do them, but I do notice that they're in different plans. But then these people take it further and they'll post videos on Facebook and Instagram examples, not the entire arm workout, maybe just one exercise from it or two exercise from it. And that way the people that bought into their plan can see those and get examples of how to do things. But the people that don't buy into it still follow them. They still grow an even bigger audience. And that helps too, because it's free to post on social media, but you will build more clients over time. Cause then somebody like me that says, Hey, you know what? I've watched this girl for a year post videos. Maybe I should spend $150 and just buy the full plan. Cause I like the little snippets that I see. Right. right. Absolutely. Steven, there any more? That's it. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would just say in closing, you know, there's, there's never a great time to start doing something like this and start doing something that you like and want to do, but there's never been a better time than right now, right? Between, uh, you know, all of the different social media outlets and, you know, I think the days are numbered of celebrities having that massive celebrity appeal just from being like on TV shows and things. They'll always have that appeal. But now people that are flying drones around have, you know, a million followers. Absolutely. It's really more about the, the everyday person. Yes. And now people like Steven who are doing the sunrise in the morning has, you know, a bunch of followers for that. And so it's never a good time, but there's never been a better time to do something like that. So, um, you know, if if you've ever thought about it, if you've ever thought about, you know, starting your own thing, scratching that itch, if you just want to blog, if you don't even have to make money, if you've ever wanted to do something, there's really never been a better time than now. So that's where I'll leave it. Unless you have anything. No, else. that's it. That's great. Perfect. I'm so motivated Steven, now. <laughs> did you have any, uh, any questions? No, I think you did a good job. Okay. Oh yeah. Like, make sure you like and share this video. <laughs> please, subscribe please, please, please. wherever that thing, wherever that button is, subscribe to it Down here somewhere. or up here. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't have the guitar and I didn't play us. Should I play it out or no? Okay, I'll wait to get the ukulele for next time. <laughs> Megan, where can where can they find us online? You can find us online at thealternativedaily.com. We stream live, of course, on Facebook. Definitely when you wake up in the morning, if you've got a few minutes of surfing social media, check out the live sunrises. I've been signing on every morning this week, and it's so much fun. Steven's great about really engaging with Facebook. people. Facebook.com slash thealternativedaily.com. Yes, if you don't know how to find that, facebook.com slash thealternativedaily. We're also on Instagram. We're on on Twitter, we're on Pinterest. Our podcasts are on iTunes and SoundCloud. And we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and to rate them and review them. Let us know what you think. Awesome. And uh, where can they find you personally? You can find me on Instagram. My handle. Where do you post most? I post on Instagram. Megan Harris TV. If you're interested in seeing what I do in a day. What about Snapchat? Which isn't much. (laughs) I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not as cool as my old man boss over here who Uh. has more followers than me on Twitter, which devastates me. And he's on Snapchat and he's actually really good. I'm I'm on a a bunch of these things. Um, So you can, it's so weird not playing the ukulele out. I feel like it's so quiet. Um, Yeah, you can find me, uh, Jake Surfs, on Twitter, um, on 
Snapchat. I'm Carney.Jake. Stephen wants me to... He needs to be all one thing. That's yeah, another like thing. Remember Jake to surfs. brand yourself all as one. But it's but it's who I am, right? And there's a cool picture of me just about to get barreled. <laughs> Steve was like, you need to have like a, a picture oh, of yeah, like a let's get you shirt. Oh, yeah. Let's get you a headshot photo. Oh sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, there's a couple people that I follow. And I'm like, stop doing that. You don't feel comfortable in that shirt. Stop it right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, facebook.com slash the alternative daily, Twitter, Jake surfs and Snapchat carney.jake. Um, I hope this is helpful. I know it was a little bit different than most of the things, um, but it was cool to do. So thank you guys. And Thanks, we guys. will see you all Good later. Good to be back.